0: Oh my, I think it's episode, what, 33? Trace, Trace, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Moving right along, here we are. The Questions Podcast with Pastor Mark and Pastor Miles, where you get your spiritual minty freshness. And cold-blooded love. We're still going with that. I like it. Things have not changed. Not considerably.
1: Well, you still feeling spiritually minty fresh? Every day. And I still got plenty. I got cold-blooded love for days. So
0: sounds great bucket up groovy i'll use your word you like groovy i'm groovy. bringing groovy back i love mm, that word mm-hmm. groovy i love it do you do you got some groovy dance
1: moves no i'm not much of a dancer never really been much of a i dancer. had some
0: people that were asking me this last week after last week's podcast uh, if there was video uh, of me doing the white man can't dance routine over here
1: no no video sadly no
0: not on this episode or last week's yeah. episode. What did
1: I say about that? It looked more like a seizure or something. Maybe. yeah, something like that. You know, my
0: that. dog has been having
1: seizures. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. It's time to put him down. Well, no. Walter I mean, White. Walter White has been having some seizures. Walter the
1: White. It's like a character out of Lord of the Rings. No,
0: I, I hate to break it to you, that Walter White is a character
1: out of Breaking Bad. Oh, I've never seen Breaking Bad. So probably not sense. a probably
0: not a good not a, not a bad thing that you haven't seen Breaking Bad. Well, you know, I don't recommend it. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. I watched the first episode. And regretted it. Wow. Well, yeah. No, well, it's no bueno. like
1: Walking Dead, you watched that too, huh? I watched
0: the first seven minutes of it and was like, yeah, no, Mm-mm, not for me. Not so much? No. I get it that the little, you know, like 9, 10, 12-year-old girl was a zombie and needed to be blasted, but it just didn't sit well.
1: It was a baby zombie.
0: It just <laughs> was hard. How we got hard, off yeah. on this one. <laughs> yeah. it's all <laughs> Jumping right into the spiritual minty freshness. Yes. One. Not
1: for me. Mm-mm. No way. Nope. You got any great news clips? Wanted, surprise me. No,
0: you know, I got a news story for you because it it harkens back to a news story you shared with us recently. The banana one. This is a new banana one. Have Ooh. you heard of CRISPR genetic technology? No. So CRISPR, C R I S P R, is a technology that was developed in the last you know several years for gene editing, and it's almost like it's like Genetic editing with like a word processor, in a sense, hmm. it's like it's pretty amazing what they what they believe they can do with this. So, because
1: CRISPR no, sounds like no. a new not social site like not Tinder or oh, you, know, you know Christian Tingle or whatever. No, it is. this no. is
0: this is genetic technology, gen- gene editing technology.
1: Swipe left for CRISPR. So yes, yeah, swipe for swipe bacon right, lovers. Swipe yeah.
0: right so that we can save the bananas because um, so apparently now that the fungus. Uh, Fasarium Th- Wilt Tropical Race Four, or TR4 for short, the fungus among us. The fungus has come to the Americas and is threatening. It's threatening, it's threatening uh, Colombian bananas, and and most of the world's bananas are being grown in Central and South America. Correct. And so, uh, so the fungus has come to the Americas, and so they are trying to uh, battle this with CRISPR technology. Because, did you know that the the banana that we are also used to eating, the Cavendish banana, yes, that um, it is sterile; it cannot reproduce. So they cannot, you know, work this genetic technology to be to make it to be able to stand against this fungus. They they have to do some gene editing in the laboratory. Ooh! So we're gonna have some. Uh, so they're gonna make bananas HMO. groovy again, or what? Yeah, man, we're gonna have no to, behave. We're gonna have to uh, genetically alter the bananas so that we have
1: them in the future. So the new what's is the new banana going to be the get it on banana? Well, what's the new banana going to no, no, be? No. I mean, it, it's going to still be sterile. We're just going to It's going to be genetically modified.
0: 2.0. We're going to genetically modify. GMO. GMO. See, GMOs aren't all bad. GMB, genetically modified bananas. bananas.
1: GMB. Wow. Well, you know the banana that we like, the one yes. that's so marketable, yes, is like pretty narrow. Like it it's not as It's one of many. Right, but I mean the the majority of the bananas that are sold in the market are that Cavendish. I think it is, uh-huh. and but we've kind of messed up because they put all that effort into those bananas. There's not another bananas to take their place. And not so, that
0: we necessarily like. We have a
1: certain appeal with the the yellow appeal, banana. Appeal that we was know. good. That was good. You that like was really that? good. That's like that? yeah. I saw that. huh. Yeah, there was a twinkle, a little banana twinkle in your eye. Yeah. But there are other bananas that have more flavor. They just do not look as nice. They
0: don't look as nice. That's the problem. See, They're not as appealing. Do you, so yeah. do you realize that there's like literally hundreds and millions of tons of fruit and vegetables that get thrown out in America every year because they don't fit the, the look of what they need to look like on the, the shelves in
1: the uh, produce market? Yeah, you know, think one thing that's a little freaky though, you know, the bananas, are not forget bananas for a second, but like even apples. Uh You know, you go in the store and they look so nice and shiny, this and that. And a lot of the fruit nowadays, it seems like when you bite into it, there's no flavor. There's nothing to it. It's like it looks nice, but it doesn't taste that nice.
0: A lot of those apples that look so nice, Uh they've been sitting in a warehouse in Washington for
1: months. Yep. Which is just weird. I hate mushy apples.
0: I that That's just strange to me that they basically just kind of sit there and I think they remove CO2 from the air or something weird, really? wacky thing. I have no idea. I,
1: I, I Even as a kid, life is too short to eat One of our mushy guys apples. here at the
0: church who grew up in the apple farming regions of Washington, he oh, and his that wife, yeah. he was explaining this stuff to me and I just sat there kind of dumbfounded like, this is amazing. Are you kidding me? They Did just you? sit in a warehouse? Yep. Uh, I never knew. I thought they'd just ship them to me in like a matter of hours. Nope. Mercy, mercy. <laughs> they sit in a warehouse. They sit in a warehouse. Wow. In other vegetable and fruit news, did you know that corn, as in corn on the cob? Okay. I mm-hmm. had some
1: just last night. It was.
0: Glorious. All right. Here's the question Is it a fruit or a vegetable? Ooh, it grows on us? Or is it a grain? I think it's grain. Okay. But you haven't answered the full question.
1: All of the above?
0: It is not. A vegetable.
1: It's technically a fruit and a grain. Yeah, the reason I, the only reason I thought it wasn't a vegetable mm. is when somebody says, oh, what kind of vegetables? you like, that wasn't on the list of things that are supposedly good for you. And I go, well, it can't be a vegetable then. Yeah, I guess. I apparently. enjoy it. It tastes good. It can't be a vegetable.
0: Apparently, it's a fruit. My, <laughs> I had my, my head. My that was taste my head buds never today. lie.
1: No, it's like, there's no way this can be good for you.
0: Yeah. So
1: um, what'd you have for lunch today? Taco meat. Okay, that's right with sour cream. Yes, and, um, hot, and sauce. hot sauce. Lots of Cholula. Cholula, I saw you over
0: there. I like my Cholula. I got, I got Elliot to like Cholula. Really, yeah. totally down on the Cholula. You, yeah. Hot sauce on everything. My little six-year-old man, he likes spicy food. Are you a ketchup on eggs guy? Oh no! See, I like ketchup on eggs sometimes. No, no there's kind of a weird, there's a weird reaction that takes place with ketchup
1: and eggs. That yeah, I don't really. It's the about. vinegar in it.
0: Yeah, I don't really care for it.
1: So we were on the camping trip this weekend. Uh-huh. And for some reason, I always end up everywhere in life, kind of, I'm more in the Mexican section with uh-huh. my, my, my brothers and sisters in Christ from Mexico Well, you there. are Portuguese, right? I know, I'm I'm pretty Mexican. There's some we're, connection. We're like the Mexicans of Europe, us Portuguese, kind of. That's us, our anything, culture.
0: Anything south, Portugal, Spain, Italy, Greece, yeah. So we kind had in that area. glorious I can
1: say that because I'm family- Is Italian. So we had tamales for dinner. Tamales, and then tamales for breakfast. Mm. And tamales for breakfast with an egg on the top and Cholula or el tap or mexi pep. Oh, that was mexi pep
0: is good. Very vinegary. Yes. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's kind of a little bit different version of like um, what's the one in Louisiana? Um, Tabasco. Tabasco. Okay. It's more vinegary than Tabasco. Tabasco is a little bit hotter than the mexi pep. Yeah.
0: Anyway, they had that, and then Mexi-peth three different kinds like, of tacos. I think it's and, just straight water with some red
1: coloring in it. I basically ate Mexican food in. for two and a half days, and it was glorious. You know,
0: I was fishing through the uh, the refrigerator, the one we have in our garage last night. You,
1: you got a you're a double refrigerator guy,
0: and a and a stand up freezer in the garage. When we moved into this house, we just inherited it with the house. It came with the house, Wow. and now we're used to it. And once you get used to having that much space... Oh, yeah. It's hard to go back. Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's addictive. Like, if one of them broke at this point, I'm pretty sure that my lovely wife would make me go get her a new one.
1: That's why you have an electricity bill like Al Gore.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Two two air conditioning units, a pool pump, a refrigerator inside, a refrigerator outside, and a stand-up freezer.
1: And four kids. Well, see, we... No more kids.
0: Anyways, I was saying, though, that I was... We've got two freezers. Okay.
1: Well... you, well, you're a hunter. Yeah, I've got one freezer that is entirely fish. chest freezer. It is from top to bottom. Yeah, venison and fish. How come you hotel. haven't been busting
0: down with some bringing the stuff? I, right? I can
1: barely get the lid closed. I want some venison. Yeah. Yeah. Let's smoke some venison, man. When are we gonna When are we gonna have a party? Oh man, I smoked some venison sausage. It was good. Mm.
0: Uh, speaking of Mexi Pep and frozen food. When's the Wahoo Ceviche going to oh, show yeah,
1: up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I should probably get For the one For our special moment.
0: listeners, just so you know, Missy's Wahoo Ceviche is like, there's a certain level of heaven involved in that. It's good stuff. With Mexipep. And I put entirely too much Mexipep on that. I on, think I could go through an entire bottle of Mexican on that on chip a good chip oh a good gosh. good chip got in, in, in Mexico You got to
1: use round chips cuz you eat it so fast you might start, you know what's funny? You might this, put your
0: eye out This actually sounds like a pre-lunch conversation but it's actually a post-lunch conversation I'm I not know. even hungry and we're talking like this well, I'm going to get hungry
1: again Yeah Yeah, I don't want that
0: But mm. anyway, mm.
1: I had a Oh, so we had Yeah, I made Mexican food for two and a half days. It was great. Well, I was saying that I was fishing through the
0: refrigerator to feed the children last night. One of eight refrigerators, yes.
1: Yeah, so I'm fishing through and I
0: I look in the back because we just stocked the refrigerator, which is wonderful. And uh, there's a whole package of uh, Costco tamales back there. And I have to say, Costco's tamales
1: are not bad. They're pretty good. And it's very hard to duplicate a homemade tamale because nothing says, I love you. Yeah. Like a homemade tamale.
0: Okay, if you say so. I'll trust you. Oh, yeah.
1: No, homemade tamales are the best. Hey, so have you ever watched um one of those awards shows? Like Academy Awards or Dub Awards. Or Grammys or or something. Country Music Awards. Sure. Yeah. 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 So um,
0: I I guess there was an award show this last weekend. You and I wouldn't really know because it's not really something we would watch. Uh, But you know how they have that whole red carpet thing before the award show? People are coming on the red carpet and they're stopping them and interviewing them. So there's this interview that's going around on the internet. Of uh, some guy, Terrence something or other. He's on a show called Empire, and um, I just wanted to get your Mark Childers take, your uh, maybe cold blooded love, spiritual minty freshness take on this interview um, from you know the Grammys this last week. Okay, because I
1: do not, I do not watch any TV. Yeah, I mean, I watch a little Netflix, you know, like reruns of old shows, but yes, I, I'm not really a TV guy. So yeah, I'm lay it on me. Well, we don't, we don't know who this guy is, and you know. If I ran into him on the street, I wouldn't have a clue who he is. But let's let's hear what And maybe in a minute and a half, I might not care. Well, here, let's see. Mm -hmm. Lucius is in the
2: house. Uh, Terrence Howard here. You made huge headlines when you said, after you complete these 15 episodes of Empire, you got to walk away for a while or forever? For good. I mean, everyone keeps trying to tell me, don't say it's forever. But I've spent 37 years pretending to be people so that people can pretend to watch and enjoy... What I'm doing when I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that you know Pythagoras was searching for, I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations that we've been looking for for 10,000 years. Why would I continue, you know, walking on water for tips when I've got an entire generation to teach a whole new world? To t- that, that's a big remark. Yeah. What, what, what do you intend to, to do? Well, let me put it this way. All energy in the universe is expressed in motion. All motion is expressed in waves. All waves are curved. So where does the straight lines come from to make the platonic solids? There are no straight lines. So when I took the flower of life and opened it properly, I found a whole new wave conjugations that expose the in-between spaces. That's, it's the thing that holds us all together.
1: <laughs> okay. Let me make a few observations. First of all, he is using words, concepts, and theories that he, he has less than a 24-hour knowledge of. He knows what none of those mean. And just like Pythagoras' theorem and whatnot. Pythagoras's I mean, conjugations yeah, of the flower I, I, of life. I just... There, there's not a lot of... He has to be joking. Or completely high? I That was be
0: my, my question. Okay, because... How, how high was that guy?
1: Well, and the thing is, is the fact that he could remember the oh names my. for these things, but they had nothing to do with anything. So I, I think he's trolling people. He, he's either trolling people or he is no, completely he, wasted.
0: He was straight up serious when he was standing up. No, I think he probably m- may have been on
1: something when he was saying all okay. that, but he was, he was serious. He picked up a really bad book somewhere in... Like, read every other chapter. That was <laughs> the opening page. That was wow. The talk about a run on sentence.
0: I think he'll probably have a show on the Oprah Network in no time. Dumb like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, like oh, finding the meaning of life from the flowering of the flower of life or something. I don't know. Walking on water for tips.
1: I have no I mean, idea. I mean, I think I know what he means by that, but yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the, I think he knows what I you know, but still. Well
0: that was that was somewhat of my comedy for the morning when I listened to that. I was like this is impressive. Man. That's funny. Ooh. This weekend I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna talk a little bit about like It was great. The, though, meaning of the, life. the
0: interviewers there's yeah. a guy and a gal in the video that I saw on this, and they're both standing there kind of
1: looking at each other like Where's the exit? Oh, I, <laughs> no, I, I don't know I, what to do. I just think of the um what mayday, was the movie mayday, that mayday. we were going movie to have to see in a flat spin? Yeah, the movie I was we're referencing today is like, you and receive cut. Yeah, you receive no points. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh, quote? no. Yeah, no, we won't. Was play that Tommy Boy? What was it? Everybody's just a little bit dumber for listening to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, that, boy. That wow. was impressive. Wow. And the fact that they've recorded that for posterity's sake.
0: Well, no it's it's going out it's going around like a meme on Twitter now. It
1: is the meme like the dumbest paragraph ever spoken. That was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Wow. Anyways. Okay. Do you have any news stories? No, I don't. I nothing, nothing that nothing follow ap- that with approaches the lack of gravity wow. that that one had. That it was just that was horrible.
0: Impressive. Impressive. I
1: mean, I, I was going to go into Biden and Trump and the Russians or no, the Ukrainians. No, let's go there, but, man. Uh, that's,
0: that's the only thing on the news oh, right now. Oh, gosh. It's chaos. It, I, it's, I don't even know if I want to step near that one. That's like a quagmire and a and I I was half.
1: thinking today of the term, regardless. Regardless. Of what you think of the president, whoever. Yes. But that term, fake news. I think he, did he quote, the, did he, he kind of, can he's, we say he coined been, It's the been term. attributed to him. Yeah. Fake news has been around since the Garden of Eden. Yes, this is true. I mean, Whatever the devil whispers in your ear, fake news. Yes. Because the devil only gave half of the information. Mm. And there's so many conversations and subjects that if we just give half this, the information. This is going to,
0: this is going to be like yeah.
1: political theater like you can't imagine the next.
0: I mean, we just moved from the, the first episode that lasted two years was the whole Russia collusion thing. And now. Did he end up being innocent of that? In, innocent is not the right word. What is it? Exonerated? exonerated is not the right word. I mean the the report itself said this does not exonerate. It, it didn't it didn't injure him politically all that much. So, yeah. I mean at the end of the day that's the big question, right?
1: I guess. Well,
0: I guess. The big the big question's going to happen in a year and 2 months in November of 2020. I That'll can't imagine.
1: I I don't even want to stay tuned. Th- this
0: is I think people need to recognize. This is a reality TV show. Yeah,
1: we have long since left. It's totally reality. Gravity of reality and truth. It is The Apprentice on steroids. Yeah. And I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyways, I'm not a big,
1: yeah, political thing. That's why I have so much joy in my heart. I guess so, because you got me to talk about it. No, because there's
0: politics. Wow. Politics. Horrible. Politics. No king You know what they say about politicians? It's show business for ugly people. Ooh. That's what they say. I didn't make that up. Really? Yeah, show business for ugly people.
1: Wow. The one I heard was what do you call a cruise ship that goes down with a thousand politicians on it? Uh oh. A good start. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that by a cruel mean person. I would never agree with that. But yeah. Well anyway, Politics, let's take uh, a drink of water and pause. The pause that refreshes H two O. The water boy had something. Mm-hmm. All right, shall well, we? Shall we move on to some? We've questions? Got questions. We got yeah. We got burning questions here. Right on. Uh, the first question is like it's I'm, like a four parter. Yeah, I was going to say it's a four parter. So we'll at take least. it a piece at a time, and yes. some of it'll run together. What is the role of Israel after the new covenant? God makes a lot of promises and prophesy prophecies concerning them, but does Galatians three twenty eight there is neither Jew nor Gentile, mean that we are all the same now and those are promised to the church as a whole? Question mark.
0: Oh, you don't want to read the whole rest of it? I, I mean, it let's, seems like... let's do the whole thing. We'll break okay. it down.
1: Politically, I've also heard that America should stand with Israel because of prophecies re- concerning them as a nation. Is there a legitimate basis for that position? Question mark. And are Messianic Jews like super Christians because they're a part of God's chosen people?
0: All right, let Schmerz. me let me uh, let me answer the last one first because I kind of am passionate about this one.
1: Let me guess, it starts with an N.
0: No, no, Messianic Christians are not like super Christians because they're a part of God's chosen people. In fact, this is exactly what Galatians three twenty eight was talking about. So that's the verse referenced by our questioner here. So. Um, So let me read Galatians 3, 26 through 29 to get some context. It says, for you are all—that's an important word—you are all sons of God through— All all
1: sounds so inclusive. Doesn't it? Ooh.
0: You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So we become the children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ—so those are those who have trusted in Christ and been baptized—have put on Christ— There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So everyone is one in Christ Jesus. There's no distinction, no separation, no super Christians, no super nothing in Jesus. Uh, Verse 29 says, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. So we become children of Abraham by faith, spiritual seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. So this goes back to the question of, are those promises for us? Yes, in Christ they are for us. Uh, so so I think that answers part of the question. Uh, Messianic Christians are just Christians like any other Christian. Um, so yes, they are not super Christians. What is the role of Israel after the new covenant? Uh, so as far as I read the Bible, I think you and I have kind of the same perspective on this. Uh, we have a futurist perspective on Bible prophecy, meaning we believe that there are things in the Bible that have yet to be fulfilled. Um, so as I read the Bible, as a futurist, um, God still has a future redemptive and prophetic plan for the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that would be the Jewish people. He still has some sort of redemptive and prophetic plan. Now, all the distinct you know, issues of what that means, that's an entire bible series of studies that's not even just a answer on the questions podcast so so there's a lot that could be said about that well
1: and i think we can also say about those things there's studies within studies and it would be really hard some of those things are really hard to nail down yeah yeah a lot yeah, of disagreements
0: lot of, among a lot christians of on that things open to interpretation but i would say we we do not hold to what has commonly been referred to as replacement theology no, that the no, church no. replaces israel no, no we believe that god still has a redemptive and prophetic plan for israel and uh there's there's lots of different passages that have to do that in the major prophets, the minor prophets and the book of revelation so uh plenty plenty of stuff there but um so in Christ Jesus i think we need to make a distinction between those who are um jewish in the sense that they are descendants of abraham, isaac and jacob and this whole issue of being in Christ so you know in Christ we inherit the promises of God in Jesus Christ for all the promises of God are in him yes and amen to the glory of God through us 2 Corinthians 120 says so so we inherit the promises of God in Christ and uh, but God still has a plan for the uh, the children of Israel Abraham Isaac and Jacob through them still has a prophetic redemptive plan for them now as it relates to the whole politics issue of America, or maybe we should read this as Christians, because I know it says in the question, I've also heard that America should stand with Israel. Um, that That's an interesting geopolitical question, not a theological question. And I, I don't know about you, Mark. I, I think you're probably gonna agree with me on this though. Um, I, I think we need to be careful about arguing for the total support of the modern state of Israel, the government of the nation of Israel as it stands in 2019, as it relates to everything that they do. Um, just because we can show biblically that there is a prophetic and redemptive plan that God is going to do through the people that are descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's not saying the same thing as we need to support everything that the Jewish state in Israel does. Now, in saying that, I don't want to come across like I'm unsupportive of Israel because... I'm going to be in Israel next week. And one of my favorite places in the world is to walk around old Jerusalem. I mean, it's an right. awesome place to be. So, and uh, I, you know, highly respect what God has done and continues to do through the Jewish people. And I trust that he has a future plan for them. But I do think we need to um, be careful about just kind of blindly asserting that anything that the nation of Israel does today is is fine because they are descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I think that would be a stretch because I, I'm, you and I have talked about this before. One of the most secularly minded states in the world is Israel is the nation of Israel, yeah, and uh pro abortion pro homosexual marriage I mean go down the list of a whole bunch of things that we would not be pro uh they well and let's be honest, pro.
1: God would not be pro right, so there's that, yeah, and then I think another um, thing to look at is too, a lot of the rabbis there will say that the modern nation of Israel is not. A religious state.
0: Yes, there are Jewish rabbis that are non-Zionistic.
1: Correct. They say that this is not something that God has put together. This is something that man has put together. And this actually becomes a big
0: domestic policy issue in Israel because they refuse to uh, to serve in the IDF, which every Israeli citizen needs to serve in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force. So there are all kinds of issues that... Well, yeah. and I
1: think we're seeing right now in politics over there right now. Yeah, the new guy. who looks like it's going to be the well, new guy. Well, I don't
0: think so. Uh, the president of Israel just today has given Benjamin Netanyahu commission to form a government. So that's oh, what the really? prime minister. So does. The, he so didn't win the vote. I guess not. I don't know all the particulars. I just know I that the one guy who
1: almost won then right. was anti-religion, anti-everything. He was he was trying to push. That out, he's a statist, a Zionist. A statist. There you go. But yeah. he, he, was definitely, and I, I, you know, I go back and think in my own head, if this isn't about God, what is this? You know, it's, it's, it's. I would, have, you know, start to side with some of the rabbis here. So yeah. whatever that is, it's not for me to decide, but to observe. And I do agree with we cannot endorse everything that Israel does right. just because it's Israel. Yeah, and you don't think,
0: get to, you don't get a pass to do whatever you want because of a special bloodline.
1: Yeah. And then the, the, uh, because they've committed atrocities too. Right. And, um, I think one thing to remember, and you're going to lead a group over there to see Israel for the first time. Yeah. The cause of Israel and the rebirth of Israel will call is it? Totally divine. It's, it's amazing. And it is, it is, it is hard to look back at that and go, gosh, God had some, not, right, didn't have something to do with that. And
0: there are, You know, amazing miracle stories in Israel, from Israel for the last 100 years. Six-Day War, all these different things. Yeah.
1: And as Americans, because of our culture and our background, we tend to really align ourselves with the story of Israel many times. And I've watched this because I've been on tour there a few times. And so we have to be very careful that we don't just, just because it's Israeli does not always mean it's good. Uh, But that being said, yeah, sure, I support Israel and all that. I, But I do have friends there. Yeah,
0: for the most part, most of the people in Israel are pretty anti-Jesus.
1: Uh, yeah, you got to think remember that. Yeah. But I do have friends in Nazareth, mm-hmm. and uh, they are Arabs. They are as solid a Christian as you're ever going to find. Yeah. And they experience something we do not experience here, and that is real persecution. And I have a friend who is a a uh, stanford educated man his dad went to harvard families of his friends kind went of a to- little smart huh L- slightly smart yeah a uh, guy who as a teenager was beaten by israeli soldiers for nothing he was doing uh-huh. he still got the scars on his head and as a christian is forgiven them and is walks forward and tries to live and exist in israel owns a home is part of a college is part of a church has a business has a car has has a family all those things lives a blessed, wonderful life in Israel as an Arab Christian. And we have so much in common with him because our bond is Jesus Christ and the people in that church there in Nazareth. And so um, there's more than one people group in Israel. Mm. And uh, some of that people group are brothers and sisters in Christ. So I think we need to look at the the whole enchilada, as we would say.
0: Well, hey, since we're looking at the whole enchilada, why don't we skip down to number four because it's an associated question.
1: Okay. Uh, what is supposed to happen in Palestine, question mark. To Palestine. Yeah, to Palestine. Should they be totally out of the area, question mark. Where are those people supposed to live? And I'm not sensing, now correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sensing a big move to get rid of people of Arab descent descent in Israel. That's not what I'm seeing. I
0: think you would have to distinguish between those who would consider themselves Palestinian and those who would consider them Arabs. Themselves, Arabs. Yeah. Now, the, there where are the, Arabic people in Israel who are not Palestinian?
1: Yeah. Where did the term Palestinian come from? It came from the Romans in 120 A.D. Okay. And why did the why did the Romans Romans come up with the name Palestine? For they that tried area? to
0: they tried to blot out the
1: the memory of the Jewish people from right, the land of Israel. They were basically giving the Jews the finger, yeah. so they thought they would call that. So it was any right. people group in that area. Uh, with, with, were would be palestinians so to well, speak Well
0: again this is a theo- this is uh, a geopolitical question right. more than a theological or biblical question but it's a it's a it's worthy question It's a good question, question. Yeah. it's a good question You know this is kind of an interesting thing because in talking about the the politics of Israel right now and there was the issue of their election and then they had to have a second election and then they're having to try to determine because they have a divided government and uh, they're trying to determine who the the prime minister is going to be who it, it might end up being Benjamin Netanyahu again he's been there for a long time but There's uh, a number of people in Europe and the United States who were hoping for a change. They don't like Benjamin Netanyahu. And they're hoping for a change because they're hoping that it will change the politics of the Palestinian situation. It will not because both Benjamin Netanyahu and his closest competitor, they both have the same foreign policy. They have no desire. Right, that's not going to change. There's no difference. They have different uh, um, domestic issues. But on this point, as it relates to um, the two, what is sometimes called the two-state solution, uh, as far as I can tell, most Israelis are for a two state solution because they recognize that politically they're going to have an issue. Because if you're a citizen of Israel and there are non Jewish citizens of Israel, correct, who are Arabic or Palestinian, we would say, and they they have voting
1: rights, yeah. And let's 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 because most people don't know this about Israel, yeah. They own homes, yes, they vote, they own they land, they have businesses, they, vote, yeah. they own right. land, I mean, all those things, and land ownership that's another thing in Israel, most of the land. Is not privately owned right it's government owned and so uh there's not actually you know land ownership as it is 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 kind of in a minority by private citizens
0: so so most israelis are are for a two state solution right. the question is, will those who have some sort of political power within the Palestinian community will they ever be able to bring about some sort of compromise or negotiation to this point they've been unable or unwilling to do so, so you know I don't know, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's a good possibility that, you know, there will be two states. There will be a Palestinian state and there'll be a Jewish state. And I, I I would have to look. I'm not 100% sure. But I'm pretty sure Benjamin Netanyahu is for that. So they've been trying to do it.
1: Yeah, I know one time he was pretty, pretty anti giving up land. I don't know if that includes a two, well, two-state solution. Well, it depends solution. on what land
0: we're talking about. Right. Right. Because right. some people want them to go to what's called the pre-1967 correct. land, which is to give up the Golan Heights, which would be... You know, from a you know a standpoint of st- strategic. I was going to say strategic, strategic. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah strategic. I can't get Saturday Night Live out of my head, but yeah, from a strategic standpoint, that's a bad idea.
1: Right, and that and, and and there is a there is a point where man, everybody's they're kind of in a bad neighborhood. Everybody yeah, they don't have a lot of them, friends over there. Everybody around them.
0: But you know, you've been to Israel how many times? Uh, four times. Every time I'd go to Israel, I think I've been there four times as well. You always have people ask, aren't you worried about going there? No. I've never felt more
1: safe. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. very very safe there. And
0: then you're in the old city of Jerusalem and you see little kids as young as four and five years old walking to school without parents. They they look like they're doing just fine.
1: Right. And now, and, and another thing I think people have to, you know, we talked about fake news earlier. Yeah. Um, when you're talking to the average Israeli and you're just hanging out in a coffee shop, eating some, you know, drinking some Turkish coffee. And having some baklava. Or, oh, yeah, good stuff. Um you know, we have these views of people that are shaped by what we see on the news and this and that. And you know, the average Palestinian hanging out, you start talking to him, this yeah. and that. And I've had him tell me, he goes, look, I don't want a war. I just, I want to have a business. Right. I want to come right. home, have my wife yell at me. I want my kids to be safe, get educated, make a living. It's the same thing we
0: want. So it, I was in Jerusalem yeah. on the day that, uh, president Donald Trump. And I'll say president elect Donald Trump at the time gave his acceptance speech when he won back in November of 2016. I was there in Jerusalem, in the old city of Jerusalem. And uh, I got all these people, there doing the shopping, you know, the old city oh, thing, yeah. you know. And um, I was standing next to a Palestinian guy who's got a shop there. He's selling all the, the things you sell to tourists. All the drums and, and all the other, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have yeah. anything I want. So we're yeah. talking and I'm trying to remember his name and I don't remember his name. And uh, I said, hey, so-and-so, where can I get a good cup of Turkish coffee? Because Mark, you know. It's glorious. Turkish coffee is amazing. The best. He says, you come with me. So we went in the back of his store. He heated up some water. We had some Turkish coffee right there. I said, can it, can I pay you for this? He goes, don't insult me. We are friends. So here's my <laughs> Palestinian friend in Jerusalem. And, uh, we had some Turkish coffee together. It was good times on the day that president elect Donald Trump got elected. And, uh, and, you know, it, of course, he asked me, so what do you think about Trump? And I go, oh, goodness, I don't know how I want to answer That's this That's a hard question, question. Yeah. yeah, politics I mean, I to, and religion. I don't want to answer that question here at Cross Connection Church, let alone standing yeah, exactly. next to my exactly, Arabic yeah. friend in that old city of Jerusalem. Yep. But, yeah, no, it was interesting. It was a fascinating conversation. A super nice guy. Yeah. Oh, but, I yeah, love, same thing. Uh, I love He just wants to sell yeah. his stuff. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think he lived in Bethlehem, so he had to go through the whole, Ooh. you know, the long lines to get to Jerusalem. Bethlehem's like crossing. Yeah, yeah. man, it's, it's challenging, tough stuff. Yeah,
1: I remember uh, getting up early in the morning uh, in Nazareth, Jesus' yeah. Jesus' hometown, and getting up early before everybody else, and I just walked down the street, and there was this cart of the... Oh. The bagels there are different. They're not mm, round. They're big. So good. They're like these loaves, like these Bialy I will Biali stop things. at
0: the Jaffa Gate yeah, and the bread cart. There you go. In Jerusalem.
1: And grabbed a bread and got an orange juice. The orange juice in Israel is great. Oh, they yeah. Have the fruit a in Israel is yes, amazing. Yeah. And then a coffee and went up to the top of this little restaurant up there where I bought it and just look out over the city of Nazareth by myself, hanging out. And it was great, great time. And the funny thing was, is later that afternoon, they said, hey, how did you like your your bread and coffee? I'm like, how did you know that?
0: Uh, They're keeping an eye on you.
1: Well, the funny thing was, they go, well, you know, fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt walking through Israel. and Nazareth evidently sticks out and everybody knows everybody. Like it's a small town. So I really I highly recommend Nazareth. Love it. Awesome. Cool. All right. So there's any part of that we missed. I don't Super think Christians.
0: So. They are not.
1: The promised uh to the church as a whole I'm sure
0: I'm sure I'm gonna upset somebody on saying that the two state solution makes probably makes sense. But hey, what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah. Okay, so promise the church as a whole. So those promises, yeah, we're not, we don't believe in replacement theology. Okay. No, we don't. Will Jehovah's Witnesses go to heaven? Question mark. Is belief in the Trinity...
0: Is belief in the Trinity a requirement?
1: As long as they believe that Jesus was God's perfect creation, that he sacrificed himself, and that through his resurrection, he gave us everlasting life.
0: Okay, first part of the question. Will Jehovah's Witnesses go to heaven? If they do not trust in Jesus's finished work for salvation, there is no salvation apart from Jesus. So, that's really important. Yeah. Now, does because that because they're trusting in their works? Does that mean there are not Jehovah's Witnesses who I'm just going to say are a part of a cult? They're in a a faith group that does not teach the the full teaching of Scripture. Does that necessarily mean that there are not Jehovah's Witnesses who you know believe in Jesus? There probably are some who are you know, true believers in Jesus. But as a rule, I would say that Jehovah's Witnesses teach a false gospel, and a gospel that has works salvation as its, as its center focus, and does not understand or recognize the true nature of Jesus, which is essentially important, vitally important. So, uh, you know, for the Jehovah's Witnesses, Jesus is not the incarnation of God. He is Michael the Archangel, incarnated as Jesus. And so, yeah, that just doesn't work. So is belief in the Trinity a requirement? Well, the deity of Christ is vitally important. And if Jesus is not fully God, then he does not have the power to save us. So it's pretty important. And uh, I would say that, yeah, that that's an important part. Are you sending text messages over there, Pastor Mark?
1: I am. I was getting a question.
0: Oh, you're getting a question right now for the questions podcast?
1: Yeah, but no. No. No, it was, Dad, do you want to go hunting tonight?
0: Oh, yeah. You know, so. Well, that's for the questions podcast.
1: Well, that's important stuff.
0: I guess so. You need more venison in that freezer.
1: Yeah, I was... um,
0: This is is, uh, probably still dove
1: season or no? Well, it's archery deer season right now. Oh, okay. Dove season is, I think, over the first season. It's so hot, you can't hunt, hunt doves anyway. You... You, yeah, they're cooked before they hit the ground. It's getting slightly cooler, slowly but surely. I am very thankful for that. I so, think I think we answered that. Yeah, I'm with the J-Dub thing. It's just, yeah, anyway.
0: Okay. They need Jesus. When they come to your door, be very kind and share the gospel with them.
1: Exactly. Be nice to them. Number three. Okay, this is a great question. Mm. This is a, like a real legit life question here. I'm in a, quote, unequally yoked marriage. My husband is not saved nor shows any inclination... Uh, to wanting to explore the church i have a new fire for christ in my life of course she does because she's a cross connection that's right yeah and i am struggling with our differences he participates in our kids nightly prayers well, that's good a parentheses is a good sport but discounts anything i may say privately do i just continue to set a good example as a loving forgiving christian wife uh yes or should I nag him about it? I love that it? you use nag. That's awesome. She went right to it. She did. I, I like I I want to meet this person. I li- this person needs to come say, "Hey, it's me." I like her. There we go. Yeah, it's very real. Um Or should I nag him? Nag him about it. Is this in intimate, this in this, in this intimate. intimate setting, how should I tackle this obstacle?
0: Well, can I just say that it may be an opportunity and not an obstacle?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's how we approach challenges.
0: Yeah. An opportunity to be winsome. Yes. Uh, and there's actually some scripture that speaks directly to this. The first passage is 1 Corinthians 7, which I'd encourage you to read. But the other one is 1 Peter 3, uh, which I will read. 1 Peter 3, 1 says, Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, thats they're not a Christian, they without a word, so apparently there's no nagging, may be won by the conduct of their wives. So they're going to see God's work and transformation in you when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by reverence or respect. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Let it rather be the hidden person of the heart with an incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So um, this is maybe not an obstacle, but an opportunity to be winsome. And um, definitely, I would say, Whoever this person is, fill out a prayer card for your husband. And uh, we want to start praying for him that he would want to come to church, come to cross connection, come meet Jesus, because um, I think
1: that'd be good. Yeah. rat him out to God. You got some more thoughts? Well, I think, first of all, the right idea is, yeah, just be a solid, loving Christian wife. Uh, Be the kind of wife that when you're not there and guys are in the room talking trash about their wives that he'd say, actually, my wife's amazing. Yeah. She's really, she's this and this and this. Love Jesus, love your husband. Yeah, have that reputation with your husband, first and foremost. Um, I don't think it's a great idea to uh, beat them over the head with the Bible, bring up a biblical concept. That's called domestic violence. Yes, there you go. Uh, bring up a biblical concept every time something comes to your head. There's just some of this, It's I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you're just going to have to keep to yourself a little bit and continue to pray for him, for sure. And I think by your conduct, as the word says, you can win him. And there's going to be that opportunity in, you know, picking your battles, that comes to mind. There's going to be that opportunity um, one day uh, the, the his heart's going to be in the right place and that he's going to want to either come to church or to have that conversation. And, you know, you have children. Yep. And uh, obviously he thinks this is, I've heard this many times, good for the kids, so to speak, uh, because who doesn't want their kids to be uh, moral and upright and truthful and, all those things.
0: Well, well, and like in this question, she says, I have a new fire for Christ in my life. And it's a very good possibility that that could happen to your husband too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this a lot. Either way, that the person ends up coming to the Lord. You know, and we have people that walk through the doors of this church every week and they just come because their spouse is coming and they don't believe yet, but they have great questions. And some of those questions have even been on the podcast. So
0: keep them coming. Don't stop believing. So I, I would say, uh, because of how well this session of the questions podcast is going, maybe per your your question earlier before we got on the air here. Yeah. Maybe we should cut it off here and uh come back to the remainder of these really good questions because we got some more really good questions. I love it. Because I'm going to be gone. Part due. And we'll we'll have a, another episode while I'm gone. Sounds good. All right. So everybody. Uh, do we have a secret word or phrase for this weekend? A you're going to be you're going to be teaching the scriptures this weekend.
1: Yes, I am. You got any preview? Well, I'm um, going to be talking a little bit about because we were talking about you know how we make decisions that making decisions with eternity in mind. So I think mm. the the catchphrase for um, the weekend we're just going to use the word eternity.
0: Eternity. eternity. Hashtag eternity.
1: eternity. Eternity's a long time.
0: Yeah, you know my finite brain can't really comprehend eternity.
1: It's like to infinity and beyond, but more. To infinity and beyond.
0: Still had that one. Nice. There we go. All right. So, yeah, so the the catchphrase, the word, the secret word for those Faithful Questions podcast listeners is eternity. eternity. And also, if you would be so inclined, please go to spotify itunes google play wherever you listen to or subscribe to the questions podcast and uh leave us a five star only five star rating because our so our self-esteem can't handle anything less than five is there stars. such thing as a 10 star if there was i'm sure we would have that all of our reviews so far have been five star ratings which means our people love us.
1: They do. And you know what? I we've got some new listeners. And leave a review. Go on yes. and leave us a review.
0: Yeah, tell, we want we to might know how, read it how it on much the you air. love us.
1: We might read it on the air. Maybe. So we have some new listeners. Some new listeners. Uh we have Luis and Jackie. I was on the camping trip with them and they're uh-huh. big fans. Yeah. And Bernie, now that I've got him over his technological hurdles, he's figuring he's it out he's on there. He's a big fan. There so you, go. you know, they're laughing. I don't know if that's what they're supposed to be doing, but anyway. And they weren't even listening at half speed. So there well, you go. That's good.
0: Don't listen at half speed. All
1: right. Well, hey, to eternity and beyond.
0: We'll see you next time. <laughs> record the second one now or do we want to do it